Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is Brandon, your host, and today we'll be talking about our top five sci-fi list. Jacob's super excited, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Just listen to us, and it's going to be a great episode, everybody. <laughs> That was a really good impression. <laughs> you might you might have just got a permanent job. Yeah. Maybe Star I'll Trek will hire me on. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> yeah, that's my trailer voice. And here's <laughs> That's gonna be the new trend going forward. In, here's, a, in a world where <laughs> Here's my here's my Jacob impression. Uh, Jacob Crisp. Whatever, dude. I try to do the Matt Damon thing from Team oh. America. Oh, Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. Jacob Crisp. <laughs> Jacob Crisp. <laughs> oh yeah. So let's talk sci-fi movies. What's funny is I'm like, we gotta hurry, guys. We're in a we're in a rush on the show, and we've just wasted five minutes making fun of each other. <laughs> um, sorry. Excuse this big. <laughs> dog I got in between. <laughs> I was going to make a, a, a penis a, joke. A penis but... joke for the dog there. Okay. So we're going to count down in honor of Star Trek Beyond, uh, our top five favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Now, this is going to be a fun list because Jacob is super excited. Pumped. And Rachel and I are like, eh. Uh, but this will be a fun show. I have patiently waited for a year to do this. List. You have, and you've I've heard been... a lot of Godfather, that's and Al Pacino, that's true, and all kinds of stuff. And I've yet to talk about some of my favorite movies. This is true. Yeah, we've, we've avoided this like the plague, and you've been patient with this. <laughs> and we finally have a reason to talk about sci-fi movies. I'm going to be real honest because Rachel and I aren't big sci-fi fans. My list is pretty generic. Like I usually have some unique choices. I feel like my list is like. The cut and paste. Well, I have one unique choice. I have one unique. I'm pretty one. excited to still hear them, though, even if they yeah. are generic, because yeah. I just don't ever hear you talk about them very true. much. That's true. So stipulations, anybody? Uh, I kind of did. I'm actually. I think I'm just gonna just because I'm not sure if they're more action or what. I think I'm just straight up going to leave Back to the Future and Jurassic Park off my list. I left a lot of stuff like. Movies like The Thing. To me, that's a horror movie. Yeah, it's a sci-fi movie. Well, it see, is, for it sure. It's a sci-fi horror. But I always think of it as a horror movie first. And so... it's <laughs> very smart, Jeff. My, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my uh, stipulations are... They just have to be something that I consider more sci-fi than, than another genre. Which isn't very specific. Okay. But I mean, like, to okay. me... Okay. Like, The Thing is okay, a horror movie. Well, what, so, about, what about Back to the Future? Uh, th- I didn't count that. To me, that's sci-fi. Because if it was on your list, I would have just completely spoiled that. Is, would no, you consider I mean, that sci-fi? It is a sci-fi movie, but that's I mean, not what I think time of first. Travel. It's not what I, mean, I think it's a, of It's first. an action-adventure, family movie, comedy. It's a lot of things. I think of all of those things before I think of sci-fi. Well, just, it may or may not funny. be on my list. Because <laughs> if, you, if you see like the movie Time Machine... Uh, then you consider it sci-fi. And I would totally think or that primer. was sci-fi. Primer for sure. Yeah. yeah. But for some reason, Back to the Future, just because it's so many other genres too. Right. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. And that's yeah. why my stipulation was I have to think of it. But for I anyone listening, just know that we all love sci-fi. Back to the Future. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, if it's not on your list, you don't love it enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's save Jacob actually for last on this one. All Rachel. Right, thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Rachel, what is 
You know what? I never get to go first. I'm going first. Brandon, go first. Right, cool. My number five favorite sci-fi movie is The Thing. <laughs> hey, man. I, funny. I considered it, and then I was like, no, but I'm glad it made your list because I like The Thing. I'm, I'm a big The Thing fan. And I need to see it. Oh, man, you do your sci-fi. I know you're not a horror guy. It's a lot of horror. I, it, is, it is a lot of horror. Ever but, since but, we've been doing this podcast, I more and more and more, it's like, it's time, Jacob. It is. I mean, it's John Carpenter. It's Kurt Russell. It's sci-fi. It's horror. What could you not love about it? Um, I, I do think it qualifies. I see what you're saying because it is more horror. In my mind, I think horror first. But do you think about all the sci-fi elements of it? Oh, it's for it, sure sci-fi. And I won't get, I get it that. too much into that to not spoil Jacob on it. But but really kind of everything that's going on is sci-fi. No, I, so, I get it. Um, a lot of things that hold up, with, uh, look, and I've seen enough images to know that a lot of things that people love about the thing are the practical effects. Yes. yes. That's something that you really enjoy from it. I love the practical effects. I mean, uh, there are specifically a couple of scenes and a couple of the creatures. Um, it's downright it's, gross. It's gross, but it's really effective and creepy. Yeah, it and, is. And it wouldn't have been the same with CGI. You just don't have that same creep factor, that, that same that gross connection. factor, the same connection, but the practical effects. And they hold up. They, you watch them today, it doesn't seem cheesy. I mean, I guess maybe there's a scene or two, a, a shot or two, you're like, eh, it looks a little cheap. But, but for the most part, I would say it holds up. Uh, the score is fantastic. I mean, it's That's John funny. Carpenter. I, and I love musical scores. I've never... Even heard the thing. Oh, it's 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 really really effective. It's really it's cool. Uh, the right. cinematography is great. I mean, the, the, the poster the is great. It the is. is pretty cool. You there's can this, read all about the poster. There's like a whole story behind it. Really, it's really there, there's this whole other thing, like the atmosphere it creates with like the the sense of isolation and claustrophobia and all those things and desolation. It's just a really great movie all around. Um, Definitely a horror movie, but but as a sci-fi fan, I think you'd really like it, Sweet. especially when you look at all the other the way it's filmed and all those things. You'd really, really uh, like I guess it. I'm just a and if for some reason you can see it in the theater, then you should definitely see it yeah, in the theater. Sure. I got a lot bigger appreciation for it after I saw it on the big screen. Cool. I'm gonna hide this tape when I'm finished. If none of us make it, at least there'll be some kind of record. The storm's been hitting us hard now for 48 hours. We still have nothing to go on. thing I think it rips through your clothes when it takes you over windows found some shredded long johns but the name tag was missing they could be anybody's nobody nobody trusts anybody now we're all very tired trust anybody now. There's nothing else I can do. Just wait. RJ McCready, helicopter pilot, U.S. Outpost number 31. Rachel, your number five favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Minority Report. Hey. Why not? It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Spielberg. Spielberg, uh, Tom Cruise. I just thought it was a really interesting concept. Like it, it presents a lot of moral questions 
um, valid moral questions while also being entertaining and pretty well acted. And um, I just thought it was fun. I thought it was fun and smart. Yeah, uh, Minority Reports. I haven't watched it since it was I good originally enough for it. them to make a TV series it out was. of it that bombed. Yeah, apparently, isn't that crazy. So, like, didn't they do that like in the last year? Yeah, like, ten years <laughs> yeah, after even Minority though, Report yeah, comes out. Exactly. Yeah, not exactly topical or relevant. I there. believe that was was did Minority Report come out after War of the Worlds? No, it was before. No, it was before. It was, yeah. it was a few years before. That, did, did, didn't it come out before War of the Worlds? My yeah, yeah, yep, that's yeah what it you did. Said. Yeah, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds. Yeah, so like that—that that was a big deal because Tom Cruise. That was his first time working with Spielberg. Yeah, well, pretty sure the biggest actor at the time and the biggest director at the time working together on a big action sci-fi movie. <laughs> that was deep. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing real good. Yeah, you know, inevitably, I think I was disappointed by Minority Report, but when I go back and watch it, it's still you know. It's still a unique movie. There's Do you think just because happen. Spielberg, so your expectations were super high? I always or? hated that Tom Cruise lost his eyesight for a period of time in it. Oh. Yeah, and then there were some things toward the end that just kind of got boring. Um, but I liked how it started out. I liked the concept. I thought that the bad guy um, was very Hans good. Hans Gruber. No. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Die Hard. I was, great, like, I was like, no. Great sci-fi movie. Um, what's his name? Um the Irish actor totally who was just in remember. The Lobster. Oh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. I thought yeah, he yeah. was good in it. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were looking for the character name. My bad. Uh, oh. I, I knew the actor the whole time. <laughs> McGruber. Jeez. We, we'd be really good at, at this to pull that out. Um, Tim was his name. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bob. Bob was such a bad guy. All you'd have to do is hire someone to kill Anne Lively, someone like a drifter, a neuroan addict, someone with nothing to lose. Pre-crime stops the murder from taking place. Halo's the killer, takes him away, but then, right then, someone else, having reviewed the prevision and dressed in the same clothes, commits the murder in exactly the same way. Technician takes a look, thinks he's looking at an echo, erases it. Of course, it would have to be someone with access to the previsions in the first place. Someone fairly high up. Do you know what I hear? Nothing. No footsteps up the stairs. No hovercraft out the window and no clickety-click of little spiders. Do you know why I can't hear any of those things, Danny? Because right now, the precogs can't see a thing. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot, there's a lot of good things to take away from it. Uh, I believe that was one of the first times we saw... Uh, like say it was like a glass screen. That was I was, that's the one thing that I yeah, used the hands to move that around was really objects. Cool. Yeah, I thought that was a really and that cool became component. like a staple. Like it, I mean, it is yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, like Tony Stark took it to the next level. But like right after yes. Minority Report, like every I feel like action example, sci-fi movie like has used that. Yeah, um, since true. then. So good pick, Rich. Yeah, that was decent. Uh, Jacob, your number five okay. favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Um. You know, I don't care what the IMDb gives this movie, which is 36. I have Predator at my number five movie. Dude, Predator is a fun freaking movie. How is that at a 38? Because like, like, it's make a any simple sense. movie. Guys are stuck out in the jungle. Yeah. They, they find an alien who likes to hunt people. Yeah. And it's basically commandos versus yeah. one alien. It's one of the baddest, you know, I mean, I don't know, shoot up, shoot him up, like, you know, head-to-head combat kind of, you know, movies that I've, for me personally and when you have schwarzenegger who i mean schwarzenegger right he's like the action guy him stallone in the yeah. 80s yeah it was. going against like what i thought was one of the more coolest 
uh, creature designs we've ever had. I mean, after yep. I saw, and look, Predator scared the crap out of me when I was oh, a kid. Yeah. Came out in 1987. Directed by John McTiernan, who I don't really know much about that director, but I feel like it holds up. Oh, he's done some diehard movies. Yeah, I was going to um, say. <laughs> but, I mean, I always thought Predator held up really well. Now the, now, the sequel didn't, and, of course, I don't really care about everything that followed after that. But when I still watch Predator to this day, like, yeah, fine. It's got some one-liners. It's got some corny stuff going on with Carl Weathers. We're like, It you is know, scary, though. But, I mean, when it kind of... I just thought it was a really unique, cool movie where you have a, a, a creature that's camouflaged and you've got like the best of the best out there trying to hunt them down and they're just getting picked off one after one after the other and then you had that big you know that big throwdown at the end of it with schwarzenegger i mean it was just it was just simple you it's know? a yeah it's a simple fun movie yeah it's just in the middle of a jungle in south america and i i love predator i, think I it's really so think, cool yeah no, I, I didn't know the reviews were that bad on it. I really, really liked Predator. I was really surprised. Yeah. I mean, maybe five or six, but not a 36. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on Predator. I had a lot of fun with Predator. Um, my number four favorite sci-fi movie of all time is one that I recently watched. Again, I grew up watching it. Uh, it's called They Live. Do you guys? Oh, I love They Live. They're going to show it at the circle. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I'm going to have to go see it like a midnight showing. Uh, yeah, or a 10. Or oh, man, I'm going to have to go. Have you seen They Live? I've never heard of They Live. Really? It Okay. It's really interesting. 1988. It's, yeah, it's kind of a, again, it's kind of I a horror sci-fi. I always think of it sci-fi. as a horror. It's a horror sci-fi it is movie. for sure sci-fi. Um, and it stars uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, <laughs> fresh off of, I mean, he was a star wrestler at the time. Well, it funny. also has Keith David in it. That's funny because I had Jesse Ventura in my last movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the body. That's right. Yep. That's right. Uh, it also has Keith David in it, Meg Foster, um, but here's the deal with They Live. It's another John Carpenter movie, and I didn't do this on purpose. Um, so I have two John Carpenter movies back-to-back. And it's funny because you think of him as a horror guy, but he's kind of a horror sci-fi guy too. Um, but let me tell you the description those who haven't seen it. A drifter discovers a pair of sunglasses that allow him to wake up to the fact that aliens have taken over the Earth. That's the cool concept about this. You put on these sunglasses and you see these aliens, and they're creepy looking. They look they like they're, they're really creepy aliens, and they look like humans. And nobody can see it unless you have these certain sunglasses on. <laughs> and then they like they're they're like mind controlling people and taking over the world. And they have all these like kind of like political phrases like plastered everywhere. And you can only see those phrases if you're wearing the sunglasses. But it's like subliminal messages. On the poster, to, it looks a lot like the aliens from Mars Attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. I never thought about that, but huh. that's true. But it, it's here's the deal. It's, it's horror. It's sci-fi. But it's also really funny. And it gave us the line. It's become a, a part of pulp culture, just part of our, our vocabulary. It gave us a line. I came here to... Uh, chew some bubble gum and kick some ass and I'm all out of bubble gum <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper says that and they live and that's how it became famous that's awesome. uh, yeah so they live is my number four watch that Jacob you'll really like it cool. it's got a really ridiculously long stupid fight scene between Roddy Piper <laughs> and Keith David in the middle of it and it's purposely like drawn out like over the top, but it's awesome. Awesome. See, that's yeah. what I was kind of hoping to get from this list because I know you all pull out some unique movies yeah. when we do my lists. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's my only unique one. From the rest of the way, it's going to be completely generic. That's cliche. a good choice, though. I'm <laughs> glad, Thank you. I'm Thank glad you. you brought up there. Thank it. you. Rachel, your number four favorite sci- or yeah, number four favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Snowpiercer. That's a good movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. It's really, really freaking weird. People. I'm torn on Snow Snowpiercer. I, I can see how that would be a completely polarizing movie. Right. It is. Um, yeah. And and I wouldn't expect a whole lot of people to fall on my side of it. Actually, try, I, I want to just hear you without reading it. Try and describe Snowpiercer to people. Oh. <laughs> so everybody's on this train. It's real cold outside. <laughs> and everybody wants to be in the front of the train instead of the back of the train. Yeah, that's right. Because they put every all the lowly people in the back. It's it's so, actually like got a very like the subtext is very much a racial yes, class yes. issue. There's a lot more going on than meets the eye. But it is freaking weird. People. And it is almost like a video game when you think about it. You the start at the levels. back, you make yep. your way to the first. Yep. It is. It's like going through like all the different. It and is. what's cool yeah. is like every level is different. And it's like one yes, level is like every, the snow deal. One level is like the fire. Every car of this one, train is is like a different level. That's and they what all I think was look so, different. The characters are all different. Your strategy is all different from car to car. That's what that's what I liked about it so much. Well, for me, that was the first time I like. I've never been a big Chris Evans fan. You know, Chris Evans is our Captain America. Even mm-hmm. as Captain America, I think he's good. It's just I always thought he was stiff. I actually liked him in Snowpiercer. I thought he was good. Tilda Swinton was excellent. In she, was. she was. She so was nasty she was so nasty and weird. Evil. Yeah. She's been a much uh, more acclaimed movie. Well, actually, this got great reviews, but she's yeah. been bigger, more respected movies. But this is my favorite Tilda Swinton performance. Me too, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I will, since we're being kind of vague about it, this is the description. Set in a future where a failed climate change experiment kills all life on the planet except for a lucky few who boarded the Snowpiercer, a train that travels around the globe where a class system emerges. Yeah. Yeah. You almost said that. Basically. (laughs) It's real cold. I mentioned the climate change. I mentioned the train. Nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Class systems. Man. I'm going to start writing these descriptions. Anyway, it's really weird, but I thought it was really good. If you kind of like odd offbeat movies and I thought it was really smart and uh, I liked a lot of the characters in it and some good action and there and and some gross out things as well yeah Jacob your number four favorite sci-fi movie of all time this is my only James Cameron movie on this list Titanic great (laughs) sci-fi movie (laughs) it's gotta it's gotta be Terminator and it's not the Terminator well, I know it's not, and I know it's not Avatar. So it's the Abyss. Oh yes, oh. yes, yeah. I love. I remember you talked the about Abyss. the Abyss once or twice before. I think the Abyss is such a unique movie on several levels. One, if you take the sci-fi element out of it, you just have people who are trapped under, you know, thousands or whatever, hundreds of miles below the, you know. Water surface. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuck with the psycho marine. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. true. And then you throw in, you know, you throw in the alien element that happens kind of, mm, you know, throughout the movie. I'll just say yeah. that, and it turns into just like kind of just a really cool adventure with this small crew with claustrophobic type feelings and settings, mm-hmm. and then you got Cameron. Um, you got James Cameron doing what James Cameron does with water, where in fact that I guess it was such terrible acting conditions that Ed Harris won't even talk about it anymore. Wow. Yeah, like all of them had to go through just rigorous, just uh, I don't know, training, and I guess they were asked to do more than they were paid. Wow. I didn't yeah. Know that. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff on this, and like James Cameron built some amazing sets for this movie. You know, because you had like this makeup rig. You know, where they they're, they're drilling under oil underground. You know that deep under the ocean, yeah. Um, but also, additionally, the alien—it's it's hard to say this without spoiling some stuff. So, if you've never seen the Abyss, I'm going to try and be vague here. But 
We know that there's an alien in this, right? So whenever we see the the spaceship, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, how they created that thing uh, still blows my mind, especially for yeah. 1988 when this came out. The effects were way ahead of their time yes, for this they movie, were, for sure. Way ahead of their time, which it did win an Oscar for best effects. Yeah, as it should have. Um, I thought it was such a unique movie, and you know, Ed Harris is one of those actors that we don't talk about very much on the show. But I generally like everything that he does. Yeah, I also think Ed Harris, and this is where I get in my spiel about man's man. Actors, he is you know, definitely he's one of the last few. It seems yeah. like, yeah, for uh, sure. Well, I'll just say one of the last few of the last twenty years. Uh, well, that's kind of a stupid statement. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just always enjoyed the movies that he was in, and uh, he just he's he always seems like loses shit pretty easily. You know, he does. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio. Yeah, uh, she's very good in this movie because you know I never liked her at all in Scarface. Um, and then she's just kind of like a, a stone cold bitch. And then that's pretty much what they call her in the movie too. I love her in this movie. Like she's, you know, she's, she's hard on them. She's all business, but then like, just kind of see her character kind of evolve. And you learn that the relationship that she has, you know, the history she has with Ed Harris's character. Uh, I loved her Afro and Scarface. (laughs) I'm talking about the one on her head. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here. Put this over. No, no, what are you doing? You're the listener. Don't argue with me, goddammit. Just don't look, look, this is not an option, so just forget about Lindsay, it. Shut right? up! No. Shut up! Put this thing on. Just be logical for one Stop second. Logic. Please. Listen. Just listen to me for one second. Now you've got the suit on, and you're a much better swimmer than I am, right? Yeah, maybe. Right? Just yes. Just... So I've got a plan. What's the plan? I drowned and you tow me back to the rig. No. No. Yes, this water. No. Only a couple of degrees above freezing. I go into deep hypothermia. My blood will go like ice water. Right? My body systems will slow down. They won't stop. Vince. You tow me back and I can, I can be revived after maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Lynch, put this on. Minutes. You put no, it on. it's the only way. You just put this on. Put this on. You know I'm right. Please. It's the only way you've got all the... I'm the rig to do this. Put this on. But please. This is insane. Oh my god. I know. It's the only way. Here, hold this. Hold on. I also want to give a shout out to, um, oh, the actor Leo Burmester, who was Catfish DeVries. And this, he's the one who drops the hammer. On the Marine at the end. I just thought he was really fun in this movie. Uh, and he also like that big red curly hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Michael Bean is the bad guy. Yeah, Johnny Ringo. Great bad guy. Yeah. Great bad guy for this movie. Yeah. Because, you know, he was in a lot of those uh, James Cameron movies. He was. Usually as a good guy. And so to him to kind of do a little, a little bit of a twist, um, it was a good role for him. Yeah. This is a great choice. Uh I, I and and of course it has the iconic oh. image of the face coming out of the water. I'm an idiot. This isn't my only James Cameron movie. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Titanic on here. <laughs> Surprise! Uh, my number three favorite sci-fi movie of all time is Star Wars. Okay, how about that? Hey, how about that? How about that? Did you did you expect one of it? I mean, you know what's funny? You know, when you for, said generic. I thought of a couple other movies just because I'm looking at my list. Right. I didn't even think about Dur 
Star Wars. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. We They'd were both like, sure that was either going to be your favorite or you would disqualify it because it was so obvious. Yeah. Oh, I'm not talking about my list. I'm talking about y'all's list. Oh, <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, you know, we've it's never made one of our lists before for, for anything else, and it's your favorite of all time. But I really enjoy Star Wars, actually. I don't, I don't love it like you do, but I really enjoy it, especially, you know, it's kind of hard to choose one. Um, I know a lot of people's favorite is Empire. Uh, but I'm actually going with the original. Um, a good friend of mine actually makes the same argument. He just loves the original. I just like the original because you meet all. The, for me, what I like about Star Wars, as opposed Justin, to Star the Trek, guy that took my LA Confidential. That, uh, that, guy. that dude. That yeah. dude. Uh, the thing I like about Star Wars is they created great characters. Um, I can get past the sci-fi stuff and Psst. and the space stuff. You hate uh, Harrison Ford. I know, but I'm, I'm not talking. No, I'm, I'm talking about characters. You hate Han Solo. I don't hate Han Solo. <laughs> you hate Han Solo. He's cool. Because he's Harrison Ford. I don't hate them. <laughs> you hate Harrison Ford, I don't man. hate them. He's a man's I, man. He's I, an action I, star. I, I'm, I'm, talking, I, I'm talking about Darth Vader. I'm talking about uh, C-3PO. I'm talking about R2-D2. I'm talking about... Uh, Yoda. I mean, these are iconic, great characters. And the first Yoda's one, not the first one, Brandon. Oh, that's right. He's not. <laughs> he's not. But in A New Hope, we do meet most of these characters. Uh, Obi-Wan, uh, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, even though I was happy when he died in the newest one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, all that to say, uh, and, and as a cinephile, as somebody who loves cinema, I love and appreciate what Star Wars did for movies in general and did for action movies and it did for effects and for storytelling all those things on that grandoscope i have something here for you your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough but your uncle wouldn't allow it he feared you might follow old obi-wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did sir if you'll not be needing me i'll close down for a while sure go ahead What is it? Your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. How did my father die? A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. He betrayed and murdered your father. Now the Jedi are all but extinct. Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, it penetrates us, it binds the galaxy together. To me, it's one of the two reasons why we, I have to watch 20 blockbusters in the summertime now. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Thanks, Star Wars. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah, but, so it's but, it's kind of one of those deals. Sometimes the great ones affect things negatively. Yeah, I kind of yeah. look at that way. Like Michael Jackson, in some ways, affected music in a negative way. Because, you know, pop music became so big and then that turned into the Justin Bieber's and instincts of the world. 
and that type of thing. And you could say the same thing. Star Wars trickle down. Tri- yeah, there's been some great things since then that's been affected by it. But then you get the Transformers and all that bull crap too because of it. Yeah. Well, and you know, additionally with Star Wars too, it's just that, um, you know, when you, when you, again, when you have to always compare Star Wars to Star Trek, I feel like yeah. Star Trek to me gets really science sciency. Yes. Like too much nerd talk to me. Yeah. There is a lot of nerd talk. But how do that's, you say that? Shooter. How do you say that when Luke Skywalker is sitting there saying? Um, I killed two romp rats or whatever back at whatever. I don't know. There's just something about Star Wars that just seems like it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't go there and it's just kind of normal people just making a living and they're just kind of stuck in this world. Yeah, I agree. It's not as techie or nerdy as yeah. Star yeah, Trek, I, which is what I, I agree liked with about that. it. I agree with Which that. I like about uh, it. And, and, and additionally, it's always been known as very dirty and greedy, which is why, you know, with the prequels, it's such a problem. But you appreciate that because it's like a blue collar to it. Right. And and I don't know. That's one thing that was yeah. always great about the original. Yeah, I can see that. And it's filmed very well. It's back when George Lucas has skills. <laughs> yeah. George Lucas burn. Rachel, your number three favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Her. Oh, awesome. I am so glad you brought that up because I Good. forgot all about it. And I would think about it every once in a while. I think that it's one of the more unique movies that have come out in the last few years. Uh, I thought it was hella interesting. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it, it, every time that I hang out with someone and I just see their conversations they have with their cell phones, I, I, I always think of her. You see a lot of people have conversations with their cell phones? I mean, like, think about people talking to their cell phones, like, just through speaker or little things like that. I mean... I be sitting there and say texting and laughing at texts, and then I'm sitting there going, Jacob, you're laughing at your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's this true. is your movie, Rach. Oh, <laughs> no. Everybody can jump in on her. Uh, oh, I wish. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson, what? Yeah. Uh, first of all, she was an amazing Perfect choice. Perfect voice. And yeah. her acting was amazing. Crazy, I mean, right? like, yeah. to me, that's really, really difficult. She's not on screen at all, and yet somehow. And unlike an animated movie, obviously, she was the only one that wasn't on screen, but still very, her her presence was very strong. Yeah, right. right. Um, but it is an interesting look at society and relationships with one another. And I mean, we could get to where this is a thing like this is kind of the direction we're headed. Yeah. Um, and so I think it presents a lot of interesting questions that we are going to have to answer. Earlier, I was thinking about how I was annoyed and. This is going to sound strange, but I was really excited about that. And then I was thinking about the other things I've been feeling, and I caught myself feeling proud of that, you know, proud of having my own feelings about the world, like the times I was worried about you, things that hurt me, things I want. And then I had this terrible thought like are these feelings even real or are they just programming and that idea really hurts and then I get angry at myself for even having pain (laughs) what a sad trick you feel real to me Samantha Thank you, Theodore. That means a lot to me. I want to say technically, you know, starts out all red throughout the movie. You know, the colors that are represented throughout this movie, I thought are really cool. And then it journeys into like a yellow 
kind of you know yeah, tone and yeah. then by the end of it it's all white and neutral which kind of totally addresses what you just said about where society kind of might go yeah and, you know and little things like that you it know it's, me, obviously it's a huge satire and spike jones did a great job yeah. with it it made me feel feelings which is difficult for me to <laughs> so it may I'm, not even be sci-fi 10 years from now it might be just like a documentary <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, true. that's awesome <laughs> i mean I, I think it's it's way ahead of a lot of movies that we see. I, yeah. I, I thought her was great. I Jake, mean, if a computer sounded like Scarlett Johansson, a lot of dudes are going to be into that. Oh, absolutely. I'm just saying. Like, she's oh, so sexy. Man. Like, even her voice is so sexy. You just want to bone her voice. Everything about her is so sexy. I mean, isn't true, that what Joaquin Phoenix does? Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, I got you, bro. <laughs> totally understand. <laughs> this is totally normal. <laughs> Jacob, your number three favorite sci fi movie of all time. One that Rachel watched for the first time this last year. It was E. T. the Extraterrestrial. Hey, I'm gonna jump in. My number two of all time, which is coming up next, is E. T. the Extraterrestrial. <laughs> high five. All right. Oh, that was a good, good one. That was a good high five. <laughs> I love E.T., man. I mean, I like, love E.T. too. Spielberg. <laughs> they, they, both, they both sat up, got all excited. <laughs> this is adorable. It, it's Spielberg. It's one of the most beloved movies of all time. Yeah. You know, not only do we have this sci-fi, you know, story, we also have like this really cool boy, you know, a kid and his friend story, you know, and this relationship that builds from it. It was at the time one of the best-selling movies of all time. It broke, broke all kinds of records. Yeah, it was number that, one. Right? Yeah, it was number one. It, like. Easily. It yeah. killed everything. Yeah. I mean, so you, you, there were just so many things going for this movie. And, you know, I'm Spielberg's my number one, you know, director of all time. I just love Spielberg. Yeah. And he just does so many of what Spielberg does, which you, you zoom in on people's faces when something's happened behind the camera and you just kind of see what they're looking at before them. Yeah. And then and you kind of experience that with E.T. as well. He's kind of in this new world and, you know, just kind of bring him into the element. Say like when he's when he's in the boys room, for instance, and, and Elliot's showing him all the, the Star Wars uh, mm-hmm. figures and you just kind of see them there. You know, just how that relationship grows. It's just more than just a sci fi to me. Yeah. Uh, right. It's just it's such a cool movie. Must be. I don't know how to feel. I can't feel anything anymore. You're gone someplace else now. I'll believe in you all my life. Every day. I agree that that's that it goes beyond sci-fi it's a movie about an alien but really in my mind it's really like 
it's it's a family movie, but it's it's just such it's almost sci-fi rem- isn't the first genre I think of when I think of AT, yeah, which is funny for a movie that's called the extraterrestrial. Right. For I mean that just is saying yeah. how much how far it goes beyond just it's, being a sci-fi. I agree. Movie. It's such a deeply emotional movie. Um, it's really a drama and a growing up, a coming of age story. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. It's so many things, and like you said, it's so well made and. And I have a special nostalgia with it. It's the first movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Yeah. And it was an event at the Pretty time. Pretty sure like, for me, like, too, because it's 1982, it's right? It's 1982. Everybody was going to see E.T. Like, everybody. It it was the thing yeah. at the time. And, and it was number one forever. I mean, you know, nowadays a movie will stay number one for a week. Crazy if it's number one for two or three weeks. That's like a big deal. E.T. was number one for, like, months. I mean, right. it was an event. Um, Do we know how long Star Wars Force Awakens lasted? No, we can yeah. look that up. But I mean, back then they just didn't put out movies like they do now. No. So who knows how long that went yeah, on, right? That, yeah. Now it's all about opening weekend. Right. But back then it was, you know, about what kind of legs and word of mouth you'd have. One one also nod towards E. T. is that it's got one of the most beautiful piano scores I've oh, ever gosh, heard. Yeah. So that so it's called Fly, it's at the very end of the of the movie. Um it's a it's a great score, great piece. John Williams does yeah. the music for this. I always love that bike scene with the, the big scene, bike yeah. chase scene. That's one of the great. most iconic images of all time. When you think about when you're a kid and you're riding around and you and you've seen that movie, you just kind of always think about like outrunning cops, you yeah. know, on a bike. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, it makes grown men cry over an alien and a little boy. I mean, that's that's movie. It's movie magic. When you watch it, it's like movie magic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rach, you saw it for the first time this year. Naive had time to sit on it. So has it resonated with you at all, or have you just forgotten it's movie about it? magic? Uh, uh, no. You. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a good movie. I, I'm never going to have the same ties to it that you guys do with nostalgia, sure. which I think plays into it. But I w- I've been hearing about E.T. for 32 years of my life, and I wasn't disappointed by it. So That's great. So it holds up then? Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, I, and I always have to say this. I was scared to death of E.T. for years. Yeah. <laughs> scared to death in the movie theater of it, in the movie theater while watching it. So... Uh, for it to be my number three, I mean that's just kind of funny. It's just that's the nostalgia part, I think, yeah. though. Yeah. But Predator was like that, and my number two is like that as well. So my number two is ET. Rachel, your number two favorite sci-fi movie. We've of all talked time. about this movie quite a bit, so I won't spend a lot of time on it. But it's Ex Machina. Uh, all of mine it. are cool. pretty recent. Like we we 90s. had several podcasts last okay. year that if you want to reach back and we talked a lot about Ex Machina. Of course. We weren't doing the podcast yet, so we don't actually have a review of Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. But, but it does get brought up a lot because we, we talked all love about this it movie. a lot last year. Great movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I don't know what else to say. We've kind well, of well, Hitchcockian is what the first thing that most people yeah. think of. It's not yeah. your typical sci-fi yeah. because it's three actors, 
and you're just kind of stuck in this you know it's more of a character this development compound. it is it is which is probably why i like it yeah um what about um i'm pretty sure there's one particular reason that you well like oscar isaac obviously <laughs> it, he's very is he good guy is he bad guy who knows mm-hmm. uh Vicander, what's her first name? Alicia. Alicia Vicander. How is, dare is, you? Is, I know. She's, uh, oh, she's my new she girlfriend. She is <laughs> amazing. And I think everybody needs to see it if it's just for her because she's yeah. going to become a huge star. I yeah. feel like she, I, I agree with that. I think that was her coming out role. I feel like that's what she should have been nominated for. Absolutely. Not the other role that she 100%. did win Best yep. Actress for. Yep. She was good in... Danish girl. The Danish girl. Thank you. I was thinking yeah. of the Duchess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought she was excellent, both acting and physical acting yeah. in Ex Machina. Very impressive. Jacob, your number two favorite sci-fi movie of all time. Yeah. So this is my other James Cameron movie. It's Aliens. Oh, yeah. Definitely right. James Cameron. So I've never gotten a chance once to talk about Aliens on this show. I've talked about Alien a lot, which is Ridley Scott. Right. So I don't know if that's a surprise to you that actually Aliens yeah, is it the is one actually, that I prefer. Yeah, it is actually, yeah. Like, I have the patience to sit through Alien. I love Alien. I think it's a great movie. But I've sat down, like, and showed my cousin, who, who's, like, you know, 20 years old, never seen either one of them. And I showed him both movies last year. And inevitably, it's just more like the movie-going experience that I enjoy more with Aliens than I do with the original it's a more fun movie. It's not as slow. Exactly. And that was like one of the biggest things about it. That was one of the biggest problems with the first one that James, when James Cameron came in, he's you know hot off of Terminator. Yep. And he just rewrites and creates this awesome action pack. You got yep. Marines. You got you know a ton of aliens. You got the big queen. And it's just a big shoot em up, whatever, because we have no ties to the aliens. So we just right. want to see him get shot the shit up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, aliens is so... It, so I okay, guess so yeah you have James Cameron at the helm of it all so great practical effects I think it won several awards actually I'm pretty positive it was up for best picture um, you have this um, female star which is you know Sigourney Weaver you know she's known as the sci-fi queen right and I'm pretty sure this is her main sci-fi movie right I mean obviously she's uh, I mean I would think so yeah Ridley can't think of her first name <laughs> but you know she, Ellen it, yes yeah, she wait that sounds right um, but she just kind of takes this movie to a, another level because we got the kid involved and we see, you know, her motherly type figure. But then you see her where she kind of throws down at the end of it. You know, uh, there's a lot more character development, I there think, is. with her in the first movie. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of puts Sigourney Weaver on a whole of an action level as an actress, uh, additionally. So um, hopefully I get more chance to talk about aliens in the future. Um, because I'm kind of running out of things at the moment to say, but I, again, it was one of the movies that I ran behind my father's chair while watching it. Scared me to death. Oh, it's and then creepy. immediately after it was over, I was like, man, I love that movie. That was really, really cool. <laughs> it's an awesome and I, movie. And I collected the action figures for years. Uh, I actually, since I can talk about both movies now, I actually had the comic book series Alien vs. Predator. So when that movie came out in the mid-90s, I was kind of stoked. Yeah. And of course, it ended up not being very good. Yeah. And they've tried so many times to do video games off of both series, and they yeah. just can't make it work. But it's kind of cool that they could be in the same universe, and but they just cannot figure that out. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I love Aliens. Aliens is so cool. It's, it's such a, a cool movie. movie. It's it's a fun movie. I think it's a lot more fun than the first one is. I actually prefer Aliens to Alien as yeah. well. Ripley. <laughs> <laughs> they mostly come out at night. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> now I am surprised that you like it more than Alien. I thought that you liked Alien more. 
My number one, I told you this is a generic list besides one pick, which was They Live. My number three was was Star Wars. My number two was E.T. So what is my number one favorite sci-fi movie of all time? Back to the Future. Terminator 2. Back to the Future. Okay. I did consider <laughs> Terminator 2. Um, I went with Back to the Future. Yes, all the things that you said at the beginning of this episode are true. It is kind of more an adventure movie. It is more of a comedy, a family movie. But at the end of the day, it is sci-fi. It's very time travel is sci-fi. I'm glad it's and, on your. I'm glad it's on your list. Yeah. To be honest, and, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. Really, the whole trilogy I could include here. I really love part two. I don't two. know why, because you're not even a fan of Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know, I'm a huge, huge Michael J. Fox fan. He's uh, top five for me of all time, which probably not many people would say. But uh, I loved Michael J. Fox back in the day already because of Family Ties, and then he did this, and of course it was a huge movie. It's it's just so much fun. It's again, it's movie magic. There there are certain movies that just feel magical while you're watching. I'm like this, it's like lightning in a bottle. They can't recreate this when you mix all the elements of yes, good a way human to put it. drama. And and comedy and sci-fi, uh, and and you put them all in a clever, well-shot, well-made package. It's movie magic, and to me, that's what Back to the Future is. Give me, give me a tab. Tab? I can't give you a tab unless you order something. All right, give me a Pepsi free. You want a Pepsi, pal? You're gonna pay for it. Look, just give me something without any sugar in it, okay? Some of that sugar. McFly, what do you think you're doing? Biff. Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug. Oh, hey, Biff. Hey, guys, how are you doing? Yeah, you got my homework finished, McFly? Uh, well, actually, I figured since it wasn't due till Monday. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey, think, McFly. Think. I gotta have time to recopy you. You realize what would happen if I hand in my homework and your handwriting? I'll get kicked out of school. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Well, now, of course not. No, I wouldn't no. want that to happen. So what are you looking at, butthead? Hey, Biff, get over this guy's life preserver. Dork thinks he's going to drown. Yeah. So uh, how about my homework, McFly? Uh, okay, Biff. Well, I'll, uh, I'll finish that on up tonight, and then I'll uh, bring it over first thing tomorrow morning. Okay, not too early. I sleep in Sundays. Oh, mm -hmm. McFly, your shoes untied. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> don't be so gullible, McFly. Okay. I don't want to see you in here okay. again. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis did a lot of work with Spielberg, and this was one of his first movies coming off of yeah. doing that. So yeah. maybe I hope that he, I'm assuming he took a lot of things from working with him. Yeah. It shows. It's I mean, so it's, good. Yeah. I yeah. yeah, I want to give a, a, a definitely a shout out to Christopher Lloyd because I watched this again recently because it's yeah. on Netflix right yeah, now. Yeah, I watched yeah. it recently too. Yeah, and, and it's just like you, you, everyone loves Michael J. Fox, but sometimes you forget about Doc Brown. Yeah, and the, there's a lot of history to this movie too. And I know you can probably say it better than I can, Brandon, but about who they originally had cast. Yeah, but the the duo between Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. I mean, it just. Oh, it worked perfectly when it could have been very cartoonish. Yeah, no, yeah. the chemistry is fantastic. It was supposed to be Eric Stoltz at first, but they actually they were into filming. But they're like, we can't do this. We got to have Michael J. Fox. So he balanced filming Family Ties and Back to the Future at the same time because Eric Stoltz just couldn't pull off the comedy and yeah. the charm. Good call, by the way. Thank you, Rachel. Your number one favorite sci-fi movie of all time is Moon. 
I knew that was going to be your point. Well, when, okay. when Jacob said, can we please do a sci-fi list? The first movie I thought of was Moon because I loved Moon so much. And it's just Sam Rockwell and a computer. And that's it. That's the entire movie. And Kevin Spacey's voice. His favorite sci-fi movies of all time, not favorite sci-fi movies from 2000 to 2006. Yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> she was too busy watching all the Star Trek movies <laughs> yeah. from 1980 to yeah. 2000. <laughs> um, so Moon is set on the moon. <laughs> in case you didn't pick that up, but it's just Sam Rockwell, and he's been sent up there to do this mundane task, and he has to do it for, I don't remember how many years. But a certain amount of time, and then presumably they send a replacement to do it. I mean, it sounds like a pretty simple thing, but it's a it gives you a good sense of like isolation and claustrophobia, claustrophobia. And um, I kind of fell in love with Sam Rockwell after this movie. The fact that he just carried a, he a movie have been like this. For kind of he was outstanding. It's one of the best sci-fi performances of all time. That's the secret room. Just put that anywhere. Oh, that's a good idea. That's where, that's where, that, that's where I let, keep my leprechauns. Get out of the way. What? Why? I want to look underneath that model. You're not touching this model. Get out of the way. Listen, why don't you relax, okay? Why don't you take a pill, bake a cake, go read the encyclopedia. You're a tough guy now? What, are you going to stab me? No, I'm a peaceful warrior. I'm, I'm a lover. I'm not a fighter. Hey, I, I want to look underneath there. Put the knife down. No, I'm not going to give you the knife. What? Just get out of the way. I'm Take it easy. Just go with the knife. Don't ever tell me what to do. Okay? Ah, ah, Ow! You let go. Ah, let go of the ah, knife. Don't ah, push me. Push me! Let go! Let go! The thing, sure. and the thing about the sci-fi movie too, because a lot, and this is kind of a going theme with a lot of these, is that it's not too sci-fi. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we kind of kind of venture into some really cool elements because it's Sam Rockwell three times, and that's yeah. all I'm going to say. That right? right? Yeah, and. But it's more of like character and frustration and confusion. And, and it turns into kind of a suspense mystery. Yes. It, it's a lot of different things, but very I'm, much a thriller I really, too. really love yeah. Moon. Um, and Kevin Spacey. Shout out to Kevin Spacey. He's the voice of the robot. Shout out. Yeah. Good assist. <laughs> Jacob, your number one favorite sci-fi movie of all time is going to blow all of our minds. Yeah, I know, right? It's Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say Star Wars because it's the Empire Strikes yeah, Back. Yeah, I, I knew it would be. And look, I mean, the re- I can't cluster Aliens into my number two, and I can't cluster you know all the Star Wars into my number one. Right. Because uh, I, I only want to focus on the Empire Strikes Back. As a child, even as a kid, I always had an attachment to this particular movie. I don't know if it's because of the Hoth world with all the ice and the unique creatures on that i love the atat walkers i thought that was so cool when we move further into the story the whole yoda element that comes into play right and it's just we venture into like think about like, the worlds in star wars like we're basically on tatooine and we're on a death star and then venture into the empire strikes back and we've got cloud city we've got dagobah we've got hoth we've got darth vader hunting them down and of course obviously there's one of the biggest spins of all time at the end of this movie and i'd hate to spoil that but yeah i mean how do you I mean, <laughs> everybody star knows, wars you know? everybody knows. So. right i mean it's just basically regarding darth vader and in his role in the story i mean <laughs> come on right 
<laughs> who we may or may not be related to. He's Leia's dad. Okay, guys. <laughs> escape don't make me destroy you Luke you do not yet realize your importance you have only begun to discover your power join me and I will complete your training with our combined strength we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy I'll never join you if you only knew the power of the dark side, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but then you you throw that element in there too. I just remember it's weird for a kid to be drawn to a dark movie. And of course, that's actually one of the biggest things that people love about this movie is that it just took everything about Star Wars and it turned it on its head and nobody saw it coming. And you would have thought that it was it was going to be kind of a bad deal. But as far as the trilogy goes, you know, now that it's I mean, look, I didn't read a lot of books. I didn't I didn't study a lot of writing. If if in trilogy trilogies, your second movie is supposed to be everything turns on its head. And then the third story is how hey, the good guy wins. Uh, I mean, I think Empire Strikes Back is one of the best examples of that uh, because, and in this sense, as far as movies goes, you know, visually it's dark. There are dark characters. There's some creepy shit that happens in, yeah. in Empire Strikes Back, like the scene where Darth Vader's helmet comes on his head and it's just like a brain. It's like, yeah. what happened there? And never even ever explained, right? Right. Um, but for me, it's the characters in Empire Strikes. It were just Star Wars, period. The world building that they've done. I love these characters. And again, it's kind of that blue collar kind of thing that I brought up earlier when we were talking about Star Wars. Maybe that's why. They don't go too techie on me. They're just people trying to make it in this world that they've created. Yeah. And Darth Vader, my favorite character of all time. I love Darth Vader. I think he's just one of the coolest looking, coolest sounding a big presence, booming voice. You don't want to mess with this guy. And you just, you know, they just really really dig into this story from what was a somewhat simple story in the first movie. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I just love the creatures, the special effects, the, um, the practical effects, you know, this to me, think about 1980 is when this came out. Right. I mean, yeah. and this is, I'm sorry. I think some of the best movies were made in that time period because of practical effects and using their imagination. So whenever it comes to, um, you know, stop motion with all the ships, Whenever it comes to, um, you know, at Tauntaun, uh, you know, little things like that. I mean, that's that's amazing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and just how they treated it. And they just didn't treat us like we were idiots. They just tried to create this world. And I'm completely sold on it. And I love it. I love, love, love Empire Strikes Back. I just love it with a passion. It's everything I love about movies. You sold it well. <laughs> you sold it well. <laughs> that is Jacob on Empire Strikes Back. Two sequels as your one and two. Nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. Because how often does that happen? No, that's 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 a rarity. Um, just really quick, I'm just going to mention a few honorable mentions for me. Moon was one honorable mention. Ex Machina also, but then The Matrix, which didn't get brought up, uh, and Total Recall, another yeah, the another Matrix, good one, another Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Total Recall is an honorable mention for me. I watched Total Recall a while back, and I did not like it. And then I started reading about it, and I was like, Oh gosh, there's some really cool. <laughs> All the things theories <laughs> and cool things yeah. about it really bloody too didn't yeah. know, forgot about that I love Total Recall uh, I'm gonna give shout outs to Looper Attack the Block um, Sunshine yeah 
Inception, District 9, and Eternal Sh- Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Those were all great sure 2000s sci-fi movies. Good Thanks, choices. man. <laughs> Thanks, bro. You know, I, I thought about Eternal Sunshine, but I left it off. I don't know if it really counts or not, but right, I'll give it a what that's, what. That's, that's a whole other thing for me. Um, you know, you actually had a lot better list than my honorable mention. Oh, nice. Because all I have is uh, Star Trek, the 2009 version. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was my number one movie that year. I thought J.J. Abrams did an excellent it job. Was awesome. Of casting, uh, rebooting it, music, uh, you know, taking the old kind of boring world that a lot of those other movies were and then bringing it into the, this really... I know it bothers Star Trek people that it's more action because it's supposed to be like science-based and research. Right. But he did, and I think it worked really well. Uh, I thought th- I loved the, the 2009 Star Trek. Uh, I have Back to the Future, and I know I briefly talked about Jurassic Park you know, and leaving it off my list, but there's some really cool stuff going on there. Oh, yeah. I mainly wanted to focus on aliens and yeah. those sort of, sort of elements, and that's why I left those two movies off. But y'all just said a couple good ones, like The Matrix. Thank you. Uh, I love The Matrix. That's one of the most original movies that's come out in the last 25 years. Yeah. And it's totally changed the way some movies are made. Hugely influential. Yes. One of the most influential of the past 25 years. I think it's funny that no one talked about Terminator 2, but I just was never that big of a fan. And nor am I very much of a fan of of post-apocalyptic movies. Yeah. I really Um, like T2. Yeah. I did watch it, though, in the last couple of years. I mean, it's good. I mean, I can't say it's not yeah. good. Uh, I, I Actually, I, I've seen the first one, too, recently. I think I prefer the first one more. Mm-hmm. The kid drives me nuts in the second one. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little too old for my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. So. <laughs> that is Pulp Fiction, our top five favorite sci-fi movies of all time, and Jacob's number one favorite list of all time. Yes, I'm so happy we did this <laughs> list, y'all. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>